Thanks for joining us on the Drivecast. My name is Matthew, and I have the privilege of serving as the teaching pastor at the Westerville campus. And uh, today's text is found in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 38. And here we read about how Joseph and Mary took Jesus to the temple to be consecrated. Uh, this was a practice that was required by the Jewish law and dates uh, really all the way back to the Exodus. And here in, in Luke chapter 2, we're introduced to a key character in the story, a man named Simeon. We're told that, that he was righteous and devout, and that the Holy Spirit of God was upon him. And this very special, very significant promise uh, had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah, that he would lay eyes on the promised Savior. And just think about how significant of a, of a promise that is. You know, back in the the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve sinned uh, and and disobeyed God and sin and brokenness entered into the world, in that moment, God made them a promise that through Eve's offspring would one day come a Savior, a Messiah, who would crush the head of the serpent. And ever since that, that promise was made, God's people, the Israelites, had been waiting for this promised Messiah, waiting with anticipation and expectation for this Savior who would come. But for the 400 years leading up to, to the events that we read about here in Luke chapter 2, God had been completely silent towards his people. There had been no, no prophets with messages from God, no visions, no, no miracles, And I can just imagine as each generation passed, people began to to doubt and to wonder about this promise from God. had, Had God changed his mind? Had God forgotten about his people? But Simeon had been promised that he would see the Messiah. And this was a promise, a truth that he held on to throughout his life. And on the day that, that Joseph and Mary arrived at the temple with Jesus, it says this, moved by the spirit, Simeon went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying this, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. You know, there are two aspects that I I really want to highlight from from this story. The first is the the faithfulness of God. What we see here is that God is always true to his word, that he always comes through on his promises. And the birth of, of, of Jesus was a fulfillment of the promise made to Adam and Eve. And was also a a, a fulfillment of the promise made to Simeon, this promise that he would lay eyes on the Messiah, on the Savior. God had been faithful to the promises that he made to his people, which means that, that God is faithful to the promises he's made to us. And what are some of those promises? The Bible teaches us that the the promises of God are, are that nothing can separate us from his love, that he is working all things together for our good and his glory, that he's coming back again to make his home with us forever. God is faithful to keep the promises he's made to his people. But we also see in the story the faithfulness of of Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he honored the Lord with a lifetime of faithfulness and obedience. And he patiently waited 
for the day that he would see the Messiah, that this promise would be fulfilled. And what did God do in response to his faithfulness? Well, he honored and blessed Simeon in return. You see, our faithfulness, our obedience to God is rooted in God's faithfulness to us. So two questions that that I would love for you to consider today, two questions that I want to leave you with. The first one is this, in what area of life do you need to trust the faithfulness of God? In what area of life do you need to trust the faithfulness of God? And then the second question is this, in what area do you need to remain faithful to God? Maybe it's in your your finances, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's with, with, with your children or with your career or the ministry God has entrusted you with, but where do you need to trust God's faithfulness and where do you need to be faithful to him? Now, I believe that we can honor the Lord with our lives because we can trust what he has said, because we can trust that his promises are true. So let me take a moment to, to pray for us today and then I'll give you an opportunity to pray as well. God, we thank you um, just for, for the faithful promises that you, you've made to your people throughout history. God, we, we thank you that, that you are true to your word, that what you say, it, it does not change, that we can anchor our lives to the truth that we find in your word and scripture. So God, help us to grow in our faith and in our trust in what you have promised. And God, help us in response to your faithfulness to remain faithful to you, to honor you with our lives, and to trust you. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen.